Hey there, my name is Cara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello again and welcome to episode number 110 of the BBB show. Alrighty, as usual, let me tee up the guest for you straight away. Today I'm talking to Dr. Amy Johnson and her bio is coming up in a moment. But what a lovely uplifting chat. Amy has suffered from social anxiety, panic attacks and binge eating. But her own self-awareness and not wanting to give up has brought her to where she is today. Someone who brings communities together helping them see that their habits and their anxieties are not who they really are underneath. So let's launch in. Before we get started, let me tell you, I have a discount code again for the lovely guys over at Hunter and Gather Foods. So if you would like to grab a packet of their collagen peptides, head on over to hunterandgatherfoods.com and I will put a link in the show notes and check out with the code Karen20. So if you don't know much about collagen, it will help promote muscle repair, recovery from exercise, enhance your bone density, aid cartilage repair, regenerate and help with elasticity of your skin and connective tissue and ligaments. Here, that sounds pretty good. So if you want to grab yourself a bag, as I say, head on over to hunterandgatherfoods.com and use Karen20 at checkout. Enjoy, guys. Today on the show, I am talking to Dr. Amy Johnson. Amy is a social psychologist and the author of the books Being Human and The Little Book of Big Change, The No Willpower Approach to Breaking Any Habit. She's also a speaker and the creator of the online school, The Little School of Big Change. She's helped hundreds of people find freedom from their anxiety and unwanted habits in order to live a more peaceful life. I have followed Amy now on her podcast for quite some time and I just love how genuine she sounds how compassionate she is and also the fact that she sounds like she's truly smiling when she talks (laughs) hey Amy welcome to the show hi thank you so much for having me I'm smiling now yeah (laughs) you can honestly tell that whenever you're talking to your guests you're smiling so it's a really nice warm kind of podcast to listen to I love it yeah (laughs) that shucks (laughs) so you've had your own sort of struggles that you talk about openly on your website and I assume that's kind of what's led you to where you are now but for those listening who who don't know you at all could you tell us a little bit about your story sure yeah I I was I was always kind of a seeker type um, because I grew up just with a lot of nervousness and anxiety and just living in my head way too much and and that anxiety really came to a head when I was in my early 20s, yeah, early to mid 20s, had lots of panic attacks and kind of stayed pretty, pretty much housebound for a couple of years. And then, and then, you know, the panic attacks and that form of anxiety started to change and, and I thought things were going well, I could leave my house and I felt a little less anxious, but I found myself at that point caught up in these weird eating rituals and and eventually that turned into an eating disorder. And I see now that that was still some anxiety there, that I was just doing what I could, you know, to cope with in some ways that aren't helpful. But but yeah, so I kind of always just had this underlying uh, lack of ease, kind of diseasiness, uneasiness. And 
And I, and so I just looked for everything I could and did everything I could, meaning like I was in therapy. I read every self-help book that came out. I did every, every alternative kind of treatment. And, you know, some of those things, of course, were helpful, um, especially in the short term. But at the end of the day, nothing really felt like it went deep enough. And, and that led me to the, the understanding that I share now. That was the thing. Like there was so much in what I started to learn uh, that did go deep enough. And that, that led to me being completely free of anxiety and eating issues and stuff today. Wow. Well, thank you very much for sharing. It's so good that you did sort of take the responsibility though and, and try different things because a lot of people maybe wouldn't even take that step. You know, you kind of tried everything and anything till you got your, your breakthrough moment. Would that be fair to say? Yes. And it was a blessing and a curse. You're right. I mean, yeah. I'm glad I definitely was um, was not going to just take it. <laughs> I yeah. was like, uh uh-uh, uh, this is not gonna be my life, you know? And of course the other side of that is that I exhausted myself trying everything at times. But you're right, it, it definitely um came from that bit of hope that I that I had. Yeah. And did you have a specific sort of breakthrough moment when you were like, This is not this is not good enough and I need to do something serious? Or was it just kind of a gradual snowball? <laughs> I, I feel like I had those those constantly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like every time something would fail I would say, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like another thing. And it would, and you know, and then so I'd crawl into this kind of depression for a few days, but then eventually I'd say, okay, what's the next thing? And it has to be better than the last thing I tried. So I feel like for years I was having those kind of moments. Mm. And what specifically changed for you then? What what was kind of the road to recovery? What What did you actually do? Well... there there were many breakthrough moments on the flip side like good breakthrough moments that started to happen around 2011 ish um when I first I read a book called brain over binge Mm -hmm. and what that book showed me about my binge eating was that that it wasn't about me it wasn't about like me being weak or me being flawed or having some deep inner demons or childhood things I had to work through, which I suspected all along was the Mm -hmm. case, but it really helped me see, no, this is just your brain doing what it's been trained to do. Mm -hmm. So when my brain would, would demand mass quantities of food regularly, like I, you know, it was almost just the way I came, came away from that book, seeing it as like, oh, this is kind of just like a reflex or a habit of my brain, but it, but it stops there. It's not about me. Yeah. And and that was gigantic. I mean, that was huge. I the, everything didn't fall away in one fell swoop at that point, but I knew at that point, okay, there is hope and I'm not going to be in this forever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that was huge and then shortly thereafter or right around the same time, I was also coming on to this understanding that I now share is something called the three principles, mm-hmm. which essentially kind of kind of talked about how you know, our our thinking does act in that way. Our our thinking through our brain shows up within us. It makes a huge dramatic entrance. <laughs> it leads, you know, to eat ice cream in the closet. It does yeah. all this stuff. And that's that's just our thinking doing that. But beyond that, we're one hundred percent healthy and well. And our thinking kind of just comes and goes. And so Coupled together, I started to see, wow, my brain, my mind is taking me for a ride with all of this. I need that. I need this. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to listen to all of that. Like, I'm bigger than that. And it's so hard to explain in words, but Mm. such a sense of 
of me being so much bigger than this dumb little habit I was in. And that, that just went so far in helping it kind of loosen up and start to change. Wow. Yeah. You have such great self-awareness and it's kind of like you've got out of your own way. You hear people say that all the time. I just need to get out of my own way and stop overthinking things. But I think we're going to touch on habits a bit later on, but that's that's what it's all about, breaking those habits. But yeah, we'll touch upon that a little bit later on. You've yeah. said that on your website, the basic nature of human beings is well-being, clarity and peace of mind. These are our default states. And I think in this fast-paced modern world, it's becoming more and more difficult for people to find those states. Why do you think that is? And what can we do about it? That's a massive question, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's a great question. It's a really important question, though, and a great question because... Yeah. It is, you know, every one of us knows, no matter how crazy our life gets, how busy it gets, how caught up in our head we get about things, even when I was in the middle of, you know, afraid to leave my house and eating disorders and all of that, it it wasn't a major shock to me to hear that I was healthy beneath it. Mm. And if you think about that, it kind of should have been, (laughs) you know, like, we live in our in our experience moment to moment. I had I had doctors telling me all the time, you have these things and mm. people don't always get over these things. And I had all the evidence and of course I fell into those moments, but at the same time it just I just kinda it just kinda made sense that there was something else, that there was health. And I think in part that's because I, I saw that when my mind settled down, like there were times when I was not thinking at all about food. Mm. there were times when I could just eat a meal and it was no big deal. And that kind of made me wonder, you know, like, wait a minute, clearly I'm not that broken because I'm still okay sometimes. And so I think to answer your question, like, I think we, if we look for it and we are reminded of it, we see that we're healthy and, and well and peaceful and habit free all the time. But I think nowadays, especially, there's so much to do. (laughs) There's so much coming at us, you know, from life and technology and all that kind of stuff that we just don't quiet down and see it. Yeah. It's about tapping into those moments. Like you said, you saw a little bit of a breakthrough. It's kind of like holding on to that and going, yes, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Let's, let's have more of those moments. And like anything, when you focus on more of what you do want, perhaps that actually invites more of it into your life. Yes, exactly. And it's about knowing when we feel those moments, because we all feel them, that that that's us. Because Mm -hmm. I used to think like, oh, there's a moment of peace. Okay, I'm sure the next moment of non-peace is on its way. It was negative. But but to start to see, oh, no, that peace is me. And all this other garbage is just my mind going all over the place. Yeah, for sure. And then sometimes, you know, you read stuff and people tell you things and you just don't take it on board because it's the wrong time. And then later on, that person could say the exact same thing, but it is the right time and it just triggers something with you. It's I say that with books all the time. You know, I'll read a book yeah. and think, nah, that's not for me. And then I'll come back to it three months later and can't put it down. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So let's, let's talk about willpower and self-discipline and why they don't really work (laughs) you hear people say a lot oh I just need more willpower to get you know x y and z done but our willpower energy tank tends to kind of run a bit empty very fast what other ways can we look at creating that sort of sustainable habit yeah well I mean how it went for me and and what I what I share with people what I how I've seen it go for a lot of people is it's like willpower is you know, it's like a, people say it's a muscle, right? It, like you said, it takes energy, it takes effort. It's fine to get you to kind of 
say no to that, you know, extra serving at dinner, but it's not, it's not the thing that's gonna, that's gonna end something bigger than that. And Mm -hmm. so for that, I think it's about insight. Mm -hmm. I think it's about like, I can remember those moments hearing stuff from the three principles and reading brain over binge when it sounds crazy. And it's, I don't want to make it sound like it's rare and like this big firework, you know, skies open up and like all all the sun shoots down on you. It's not that (laughs) dramatic, but there really were moments in, in those days where I was like, Oh my gosh, like I've just been seeing it wrong Mm. there. And it's like my head exploded a little bit in a good way. Like, Whoa, there's a whole new way of seeing it. Those are the kinds of feelings and moments we want to look for because no one is meant to have or live in habits. Like they're just innocent things we pick up because we, we are afraid of our experience. And so as we have insight into how, how healthy we really are and how we really work, that's what I think really starts to change things. Yeah. Have you read the book, Willpower Doesn't Work? Discover the Hidden Keys to Success? I haven't, but I need to. Yeah. <laughs> Many it's, people have told me about it. It's on my list. Oh, have they? Very good. I read it, a, I think it was over a year ago, but there's just one thing that kind of stuck out for me. And it's basically the fact that your environment is everything. You know, the people you, it sounds really obvious, but the people you surround yourself make all the difference. So, you know, you've maybe heard the, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And it sounds so basic, but if you think of your environment and people are up leveling and doing what you want to do and are high energy, if you're spending your time with those people, willpower doesn't even matter. <laughs> you know, you just kind of go with the wave of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Choose, choose your friends. Yeah. And, and when we're in, and in a similar way, like when we're just in what people call flow or like just, you know, just yeah. in the moment in life, it's the same thing. It's like, we don't need willpower and change and it's not so hard and, and rigid like that, you know? Yeah. Like whenever you're doing a podcast interview, you're in the flow and you don't see the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've talked uh, a little bit about anxiety on the show before with regard to food that we eat and how helpful that can be. But aside from that, I think you have another angle. How, what sort of tips would you give for overcoming anxiety but I know it could be you know the root cause could be anything but just sort of a a basic level of moving forward have you got any tips for that yeah I mean I think again I think kind of it's a, it's around having insight into what anxiety really is yeah because even the like given is just hearing you say it right now like oh anxiety that that thing anxiety <laughs> as if it's this thing that that comes upon us and we just are forced to sit there and feel and we need to do something to cope with it or see it differently or whatever. Mm. But, but really like what is anxiety? Anxiety is, is energy moving through our bodies. And then it's our mind saying, Oh no, this shouldn't be happening. What's going on? It's our mind racing and energy moving through our bodies. Mm. And it is totally safe and it's totally self-correcting. The problem is that like where we get stuck in suffering with it a lot is that we don't think it's self-correcting. So we get afraid of it when it's there. We think it means something. Mm-hmm. And then we jump in often and try to correct it ourselves because we'll take care of this, right? Like we can do it better than nature can. Yeah. So we jump in and we start saying different things and trying to bring in nicer thoughts. And, you know, and now we're just trying to fix something that, really wasn't a problem to begin with. It was just misunderstood. Mm. 
Yeah. And then I guess it becomes a habit as well. Oh, I'm just an anxious person. You label yourself and then you know the brain goes in an automatic pilot and the same patterns are showing up because you think that's your identity. Exactly. Exactly. And it becomes a habit for your body, even your body and your brain. Yeah. They, sure. they get, you know, you pay attention and so they do it more. And then exactly what you said now, we're this kind of person and you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Am I right in saying that we're only born with two fears and that's loud noises and fear of falling. So everything else that kind of irritates you like anxiety or, or gets in the way of you being you is learned and can therefore be unlearned. Yeah, no, I think all of our fear is, well, I mean, and you know, I don't know if any babies really even have a fear of falling. I know they don't know. Yeah, for sure. There's those, those kind of survival reflexes, you know, yes. that kind of look like fear, yeah. but you're, but yes, I mean, everything else, everything else is learned. And this is such a good question, a good thing to talk about. Cause I think, um, I get this question all the time, like, but isn't my fear or my anxiety or my worry helpful? Hmm. You know, like if I eat that thing and I feel all kinds of guilt and anxiety about it, isn't that like, isn't that keeping me on track so I don't eat that thing again or, you know, whatever it might be. And, and I love that question because no, (laughs) No, (laughs) it's not helpful. Like we have common sense. We have, we can get information that's help. We get information that's helpful all the time Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to come with a feeling of anxiety. So it does sometimes, often it does come with a feeling of anxiety and that's okay. That's we're human. That's no big deal. But I think it's so big for people to see that the anxious, worried stuff that comes with it. That's, that's like our ego. That's like our mind. That's that learned stuff that you're talking about. It's our mind has picked up these associations and is just telling a story that's not helpful to us. So yeah, like we can start to see, yes, anytime I feel anxious, literally anytime I can at least know that my mind is just racing and that I can let that settle down and then see what there is to do. Like there might be something to do. If your house is on fire, you might <laughs> yeah. like this. So go outside, yeah. but you're going to even have that common sense so much better if mm. you kind of let your mind settle down yeah well this leads quite nicely into my next question I listened to your recent podcast you have no idea how safe you are I loved it did you record that a long time ago or no just a couple weeks ago oh cool um especially how you uh came about with the idea because of your dog but listeners you'll have to go and listen to that to understand what I'm talking about (laughs) I'd love it if we could speak on that a little bit a lot of our fears are are rooted in the fact that we don't feel safe and can you perhaps explain how we can tap into the fact that we are safe most of the time unless of course there is a tiger or our house is on fire (laughs) How, how can we see that truth a little bit more Oh, it's such a good question. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's, it does tie into what we were saying before, because it, well, what I've kind of seen around how we humans work, all of us, so it's, it's a, it's, this applies to everyone, is that, again, when our mind is at ease, when you're just comfy in your bed about to fall asleep, or you're just in one of those really just moments where you're just in the moment, you're in life, mm. There might be things happening, like you may have unpaid bills, you may have, you know, something happening, looming tomorrow, mm. like it doesn't mean your life circumstances are perfect, but you are okay. Yeah. In that moment, you are okay. And and 
you know, when we all have those moments and then we have a lot of moments when our mind is talking about all kinds of things and we don't feel okay. Mm-hmm. So, so kind of getting to that place of seeing, wow, when I, when I feel unsafe, a hundred percent of the time, that's, that's again, my mind going off and kind of telling a story. And again, there can be a bear, you know, in front of you mm-hmm. about to eat you. Yeah. And, and because we are designed with wisdom and instincts and common sense and all of this, even a bear about to eat you, yes, you're physically, you know, potentially in danger, mm-hmm. but, it, but that's anxiety and worry are not required and they're not helpful there. You will turn around and run or make a loud noise or whatever you're supposed to do. Yeah. 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 Like you'll, we are wired to take care of ourselves and to do that. And so I think just looking at that, like, it's like, because we, the whole time, all the times when we humans nowadays, especially when we don't have bears all around us, Mm. like all the time when we think we're not safe, it's, it's almost always our mind is off just telling stories about things that we think are so true and real and relevant, mm-hmm. but they really aren't. And we know that because when our mind settles down, nothing has changed, but suddenly we feel safe again. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it's like this big illusion in our mind. Yeah. It's just about creating that little bit more awareness, isn't it? I I actually did a meditation this morning and I've done it a couple of times that called for me to open my eyes a little bit and look around during the meditation and realize for a minute that I am safe. So I guess it's about trying to tap into that feeling a little bit more, you know, knowing that you are safe the majority of the time. But it was a nice little exercise. I recommend that other people to do it. If you can, can, if anybody wants to email me, I can send them that meditation. But it was a very cool exercise. You just kind of go, yeah, I'm safe. And if you can even recall that the next time something comes up in your life, you can, yes, I am actually safe. It's just thinking about it a little bit more. Yeah. And think about little kids like they before it occurs to them. And unfortunately, it occurs to them pretty early in life. But for the first year or two, let's say, like for the most part, and if in a happy childhood and all of that stuff, you know, parents that are around, it never occurs to them that they're not safe. Mm. Now we have that that can be a problem, right? Because they'll just run out in the middle of the street. So (laughs) like we have to keep an eye on them. But they just live in this in this state of security. Mm -hmm. And and their mind goes all over. Now they might see a shadow or something that looks scary. And of course they cry and they get scared and all of that. But it's like, as soon as our mind settles down, they're right back to that default place of, of just innate feeling of security. Yes. And I bring that up because we as adults often feel so far from that. Yeah. But the only thing that's separated us from that, the only reason we feel far from that is that we have decades of conditioned thinking Mm. that's just in the way of it. So we're just used to going through life just out of our own conditioning, finding reasons we're not safe and being afraid of things. And that starts to look like the reality, but it's not even for all of us right now, when our, like in your meditation, your mind kind of settles and you can tap back into that. You're like, Oh yeah, that's still there. It's always been there. 
Mm-hmm. I think as well it's about knowing that our brains are just trying to keep us safe and they like habit and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. You know, so fear yeah. in certain areas can become a habit, even if it's not true. And the brain the brain likes to repeat because it saves energy. But I think so whenever you kind of think of it that way, you think, okay, this is just my brain. It's just doing an automatic pattern. And I think I read as well that once you hit about 30, the 90% of what you do is habit-based and you're not even thinking, you know, this is conditioned into me from years, but I can actually stop for a minute and change it if I want to. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I love that. I love that bit of just seeing, oh yeah, that's just that's just conditioning. I don't have to follow that. And we will follow it a lot, but we don't yeah. have to all the time. I know. No, people are probably listen to this going, yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And then they go straight into their day, habit based, yeah. <laughs> doing the same thing as they always did. But no, we want to create awareness right here, right now. <laughs> Amy, can you tell us a little bit about then your little school of big change? What can people expect if they join that? Because it looks really exciting, actually. Yeah, it, it is. It's awesome. Um, it's a it's an amazing global community. We have people from 36 countries at this point. Wow. Um, yeah, it's so cool. But it's it's a six-week course that I guide people through to start. Mm-hmm. So for six weeks, um, you go through a kind of curriculum that I've created that really shares this understanding that I was talking about that helped me break free from my habits of you know how who we are beneath our experience that we are safe how our mind like you were just saying how our mind works how it comes to look like we're not safe mm-hmm. how our habits get started how we can have these key insights that really help us just see through them so that we're not just trying to change with a bunch of hard work and willpower mm-hmm. we're having our own little aha moments that really in an amazing way have life looking so different and when life looks different and your habits don't make sense anymore, it's a lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier than how it was the way I did it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I walk people. So we, you get that curriculum and you kind of go through it along with me. They're coaching you and supporting you for six weeks. We have a great community and a forum attached and there's just high level of support. And it's awesome. And people come in because they have various habits. They come in from, with various anxiety issues. Some people just come in because they're feeling a little blah or stuck in Mm. life never just ready for some insights and it's awesome to see what happens the community aspect must be so important everybody going through the same thing does does it start at the same time as everybody in at the first module if you like at the start and then yes yeah everyone starts and goes through together and it is it is you're absolutely right it's the best part of it i i really give all so much of the credit to the community because it's like you you're seeing like say you're in there with a binge eating habit or something and you're seeing other people with binge eating habits but with a bunch of other issues too and and as you see them you're like and as you're learning what you learn you're like oh my gosh like you're okay you don't have to do that you're just caught up in thinking and you're cheering them on and you're seeing their health and then it's like well wait a minute that applies to me too very good we see ourselves and all and other people and then they see our health and it really is amazing to yeah to have that community and the sense that you're not alone and also probably have a sense of gratitude because there's a lot worse <laughs> things that people are going through as well yeah yeah for sure so Amy, i don't want to take up too much of your time i have one more question for you that i give to everybody who comes on the show if you could give our listeners one final thought today one amy nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body what would that be today yeah i think um i love what we've been talking about of of 
going back to nature. So mm-hmm. just just to consider how nature did a pretty good job to begin with. And as we go through life, we collect ideas and insecurities and thoughts and new behavioral plans that we think we're going to kind of, we're going to hack nature and <laughs> we're going to like <laughs> faster and better and all that. And that's okay. It's fun to play in those things. But yeah. I think just to kind of just to kind of look at like, huh, what's my nature? Beyond all my thinking and my ideas and my preferences and habits, what's where is that peace and that security? Can I kind of feel it in there? And to see that that always is like so, so helpful and so informative for us when we just kind of look back there. Yeah, we are not broken. We, we, and we can always just write a new story anytime we want with your help. <laughs> Brilliant, Amy. And where's the best place for people to connect with you on the web? Uh, DrAmyJohnson.com. It's just DrAmyJohnson.com. And you can find links to my podcast and the Little School of Big Change and all kinds of things there. Awesome. I will put links to all of that in the show notes. Well, thank you very much, Amy. I really enjoyed that chat. Very uplifting. Lovely. Just covering all the nice topics today. And I, and I was, hope you enjoyed yourself as well. Oh, it was great to talk with you. I loved it. Thank You're you welcome. so much. Thank you. Just before you head off, I want to say a big thank you for listening today. I truly, truly appreciate you. Now, I don't make any money from this show. I just wanted to tell you that it's all just a passion project and I hope it just kind of resonates with you. But if you do want to support the show, you can do so with Patreon. And if you aren't sure what that is, head on over to karenmcclintock.co.uk forward slash support the show and you can find out more there. Bye for now.